Thanks for being here again, everybody watching online. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, I hope everybody had a good Merry Christmas. I hope so. Uh, we we had a pretty good one. My wife cooked some stuff. I know uh, Christmas Day because all the family was coming over and I had to taste test everything. So, you know, I think that's a, it's a good job to have, you know. Uh, I like it. So, but... <laughs> Uh, it's been a good year. It really has. Uh, you, you think uh, these last two years, in my opinion, has been such a teaching year that our pastor is just, you, you, you know, there's preaching and there's teaching, but it's been such a teaching. You, you, you know, you think of the year before of, of the planted, and, and then he, uh, he come in this year with the word that God gave him to hear, hear believe, and obey, uh, uh, to better together. You, you know, that God gave him, and it's just, they just go hand in hand. They, they truly do, and I know what God has, uh, that has given him for next year is going to go hand in hand with what we got. You know, it's, it's just, I've always said, walking with God's like, like, a, like a step, like, like going up a set of steps, you know. And, and, and that's the way, that's the way uh, it's, it's been going here, it's just step by step. It's been really, really good. And, uh, and since it's the end of the year, I, I, I think it's, fitting to stay on theme, to remind everybody, you know, that because we're moving into a new year, we do not need to forget about this year, of what, what we have gleaned through, through this year. And, and uh, with that in mind, I want to talk to you about unity in the early church. Because in the early church, I've studied it. A lot of you guys that, that talked to me uh, know that I studied a lot about the early church this year, this past year. So, uh, and I want to talk to you about the unity in the early church and how it applies to us today. But first, we're going to jump back into the Old Testament. Now, some of this that I've spoken that some of you uh, um, might have already heard some of it because I've had the, I don't know, some of you know about the Dream Team huddles. They, they meet here at 8.30 every Sunday. We, and we'll talk a little five minutes and we'll pray before service starts. And then we have Wednesday night prayer. There's always a message before we pray, you know, 10, 15 minutes. So I've actually, when I got to call Friday, <laughs> I started, I actually had a couple of those messages that I thought, man, they would fit good. I prayed about it and God put it on my heart, so I put them together. So bits and pieces of this, some of you may have heard already. But, uh, but before we, uh, it'll be good to hear it again. It was good for me to go back through it, so... Uh, before we get started, let's pray. And, and Father, I thank you so much. I thank you. You're such a good God. You, you are a God that loves us. And I pray that, Lord, these words, they're, they're guided by you, not by me. Lord, this is what you put on my heart. And, and uh, that hearts are open to receive it, Lord. And anyone in the earshot of this, of this message, that they just receive it, Father God. They receive what they need to receive from this, Lord, uh, to just help us grow and Lord, uh, to be better, to better together, to, to hear, to believe, and obey, to be planted, Lord. And uh, we thank you, and we glorify you, and we love you. And thank you for letting us be a part of your mission here in Mays County. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Hallelujah. Uh, I hope they'll get, I, I will tell you this got in late, so if, if production don't get them up out there, that, that's my fault, not theirs. So uh, we're going to start in the book of Genesis chapter 11. In verse 1. And we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the Tower of Babel. And it, it says, now the whole world, the whole world had one language and a common speech. And, uh, you know, you don't even have that across the state of Oklahoma. But, uh, <laughs> you know, but um, 
as people moved eastward, they found a, a, a plain in, in, in Shinar, and they settled there, you know. And they said to each other, he said, they said, let's, you know, come, let us make some bricks, and, and we'll bake them thoroughly, you know. And they used bricks instead of stones, and, and they used uh, tar for mortar. And, and then they said, come, let us build a city with a tower that reaches to the heavens so that we can make a name for ourselves. Otherwise, we will be scattered over the face of the earth, the whole earth. But the Lord came down. He came down to look at them, to see the city, and see, you know, the tower that the people were building. And the Lord said, if as one, if one people speaking the same language, they have begun to do this, then nothing will be impossible for them. Come, let us go down and confuse their language so they will not understand each other. And, you, and you're thinking, well, what does that have to do? I, I mean, why is it such a big deal, you know, that these people are building a tower to make a name for themselves? Why did God have to confuse their languages? See, these people in the story, they're disobeying God. If we look back further in Genesis, in Genesis chapter 1, verse 28, said, God blessed them and said, be fruitful and increase in number and fill the earth and subdue it. See, earlier he commanded them to, for man to spread out across, across the earth. He told them to do so, to fill it. But they wanted to stay in one spot and also wanted to make a name for their selves. Instead of glorifying and worshiping the God Almighty, the creator of heaven and earth. Even with that attitude they had, even with that attitude they had, that evil attitude, God said, there's nothing <laughs> that they cannot accomplish. So we had to scatter them. With that evil attitude, if they stuck together, there was nothing, nothing they could, they could not accomplish. We're going to fast forward, hit the fast forward. If, if Nathan was up here, he could do a cool fast forward button, but I can't do it. So <laughs> we're going to fast forward 3,000 years to the New Testament. And uh, we're going to look at it. And we're going to start, pick up in the book of Acts, reading about the day of Pentecost. And when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Now this is the believers, all together in one place. Suddenly a sound, like the blowing of a violent wind, came from the heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. And they saw that seemed to be like tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each and every one of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. See, in this passage, they're once again gathered together, but now they're about God's business. They're about God's business, and they're gathered together. And look what happened. He gave them an incredible gift of the Holy Spirit to enable them to, to do His work. To do His work. As the story continues, you, you know the guy that denied Jesus Christ three times, Peter? Now he's filled with the Holy Spirit. He stands up and he speaks in boldness. And about 3,000 people, 3,000, think about that. Get that, I mean, think about that. 3,000 people were added to them that day, saved. At Babel, the scattering of the people was an act of judgment in the response to disobedience. But at Pentecost, the gift of the Holy Spirit is a blessing. 
It's given in response to their obedience. Bringing new understanding and unity. And let's pick up, let's pick up here and further in Acts in verse 42. And see what's going on. This is after the day of Pentecost. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching in this fellowship, into breaking of bread, into prayer. Everyone was filled with all of the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All believers were together and had everything in common. They sold their property, possessions to give to anyone who was in need. Every day they, they continued to, to meet together in the temple courts. Uh, together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of people. And the Lord added to them daily to the number of them daily. What does this mean for your place, church? I'm not saying everybody go sell their stuff. and <laughs> I'm not saying that, I promise you. What does that mean for us about unity in the church? What does it mean for YPC to be effective here in Mays County? See, God gave a mission to this church through our pastor for Mays County. And, and each and every person sitting here, you're not here by accident. I'm just telling you you're not. I don't believe in that. You're here for a purpose. And, and, and to fulfill that mission and vision, God has given our pastor. But I believe we have to look at the actions and the attitude of the other church. Immediately following Pentecost, the church was filled with unity. The believers pulled their resources to help each other, to help everyone in need. And they generally enjoyed fellowship with one another. When they were unified about the Lord's purpose, there was nothing they couldn't accomplish, guys. And they were looking out not for their own needs, but the needs for others around them. And they had one main concern. You know what that main concern was? Spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ and getting the gospel of Jesus Christ in the ears of those that need to hear it. That, that, was, that was their main purpose. I'm going to give you an image here to think about and kind of bring this kind of back around home a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Uh, as a church... You know, we work together. I mean, you read the Bible. We work together in unity, it tells us, of faith and purpose to bring the message of God's salvation to, 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 to a corner of a hungry and hurting world, right? Our, our, our deal is Mays County, all right? That, that's the purpose of the church. But we can't do this alone. See, God, God made us depend on each other to, to use our unique gifts for His purpose. I, I mean... I don't know if you guys, Thursday, it tried to snow a little bit. Did anyone see that? It was just barely kind of trying to snow. I love snow. Can't get down out of my driveway if it snows, but I still love it. Oh, uh, but I want you to think about the snowflakes. Think about a snowflake. You know, it, it, it said that, that no two snowflakes are alike, and that is true for us as well, guys. It truly is. It's true for us as well. Every person in this church is unique. Every person in this church has a gift, has been gifted by God. Now, it's up to you whether you step into it. But everybody is unique. We are all individuals gifted by God and shaped by our experiences. But I want you to think a minute about a tiny snowflake and just how fragile it is. 
I mean, you've seen people hold their hands out and, you know, they'll melt in your hand or seen them stick their tongue out and, you know, how fragile they are. But what happens when enough of them stick together? Think about it. They, they, they can bring a whole city to its knees. They can bring a whole city to its knees when enough of them are, are, are that they stick together or, or transform, transform a barren landscape into a beautiful winter wonderland. When they stick together. A bunch of tiny, fragile snowflakes. In the same way, we may not feel, guys, we may not feel that we can make a difference in this world or even in Mays County. But when we work together, we have the ability to transform our culture and change our world when we're in unity with one another. The people around us are desperate I'm telling you, Mays County is desperate for love and a sense of belonging. Everybody is. And, and when they see God's family loving each other, they know, they know that, that in, in having one purpose, in one mind, they will know that source of love is God. And, uh, you know, I'm going to be honest with you, this was probably the toughest part of Christianity for me. It really was about the unity and being together. And it's not that I love people, don't get me wrong, I do, but you could put me out in the middle of the woods for six months and come back and get me and I'd be okay. I really would. I, 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 was, I was brought up, at, I mean, it just, I don't, don't bother me being alone. You know, uh, and I know this unity stuff is hard for some to swallow. It really is. Some, some are, you know, people are introverted, I guess, you know. Uh, some like to work alone and to be alone. You guys ever watch that show alone? You, you, there was a few series. You know, you see some of them people, what is it, tapping out, you know, because they couldn't handle not having human contact and stuff like that. The only issue I would ever have with that, I like to eat. I, I really do. I, I, I would... I would I'd have to, you know, if they, I could bring my wife along. I could go get the animals. If she, you know, I could just bring her along to cook for me. I would be pretty good. I'd win the thing, you know. But honestly, being out there would not bother me. It, it really, being out there alone would not bother me. And, but really, what, what good, how can I fulfill the purpose God has put on my heart in my life and the purpose he is, in, in the gifting he has given me if I want to stay out by myself? I can't. You, you know, he still, he still gives me that moment, you know, you ever been to my house? I got 5,000 acres of woods behind me that I can go and kind of be by myself sometimes. And he, he, he gives me that. But I have to come out of that, you know, and I have to because God has a purpose for my life. And if we isolate ourselves, how will people ever hear the good news? If we don't fellowship... You know, live in unity, how do, we do, how do we do the part of the body of Christ that we're supposed to fulfill? You, you know, this is the fulfillment of the New Testament He has given us. He wants us to be. The New Testament is full of scriptures about living together in unity with the body of believers. And I know for some of us it's harder than, than others. And I understand that. But sometimes we got to like the early church, is not look at our needs, but their needs. You know, walk with, walk with, and I've told you this before, that, 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 that changed my life sincerely. When I found out, when God let me know, 
your life's not about you, it's about you guys. That changed, that changed my, it, it was so, such a revelation for me when God, when God showed me that. In Philippians 2.2, 2, this says, Then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being, in, being one in spirit and one in mind. In 1 Corinthians 1.10, the Bible tells us, I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree with one another in, in what you say, and that there will be no divisions among you, and that you may be perfectly united in mind and thought. Now, I want you, don't hear what I'm not saying. It didn't mean that we had to agree on what football teams like, or like Pastor Taylor wants to be wrong by driving a Dodge, and I'm right by driving a Chevy. You, you know, I, I mean, we don't have to agree about that. But, uh, but, you know, what it means is to be in one mind, in one accord, according to the holy written word of God, in one purpose, in one mission that we have that God has given us here in Mays County. And always remember this, and I say this, the mission and vision and purpose of God is always greater than the man that represents it. Think about that. It's greater than all of us. And that'll keep you humble when you think about that. The mission and vision of God is greater than any of us. But He wants us to be united in one mindset for Mays County. To be effective. In Hebrews, the Bible says, Let us consider how we may spur one another. <clears throat> Towards love and good deeds. Not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. And by encouraging one another. Now by spurring one another. Well, see that, that stuff like that, terminology like that kind of sets with me. You know, I uh, trained horses when I was younger and all the way up to I was about 40 years old, I guess. I think it was maybe the last one. I, uh, so, and I think about that. Spurring one another, sometimes that hurts a little bit. You know, you get to their attention. You know, I, uh, I never was one of them guys that wore them big old rowels that really hurt one, but I mean... Even, even the smaller ones, you'll get their attention. So what does that mean? There's sometimes it's spurring one another together. It's going to hurt a little bit. But if you love somebody and you know the truth, it's your job to let them know that and to keep them in line with the true Word of God. It's like iron sharpens iron. Sometimes that hurts a little bit, you know. But that's what we're to do for one another. That's why it's important that we have one another. That we can do that for one another. To lift each other up. Our relationships together should always be, be lifting one another up. Always. You know, I have five daughters and I tell them that. If you're in a relationship that's not lifting you up, you're in the wrong relationship. I also tell them this, and I don't know why I'm going to say this. It has nothing to do with this, but I tell them, that if a young man wants to find your heart, your heart should be, you and your heart should be so wrapped up in Christ Jesus that that man needs to find Jesus before he could find your heart. I don't know why I said that, but someone maybe needed to hear that. But 
See, it doesn't matter how we feel. It truly doesn't. Whether we think we need people, whether they need us, it's not a suggestion. This is the holy written, inspired word of God that was given to us, that we be in unity. You know, commanding us to love one another and live in unity with each other and, and, and to accomplish the plans God has for us. And sometimes you look around, you, you may, man, I don't have a lot of common with these people or them people. As long as we have Jesus Christ in common, that's all that matters. It truly, really is. And, and you may look at some and say, man, they're a little rough around the edges. or they're." I'm going to tell you a, a, a small little story here. Uh, and I've actually told Jan Jones, uh, I don't, she's, yeah, and I don't think a vet's heard this, but when we opened this resource center, really, these words that, that were told to me when I was a kid, really, really come back alive with these guys. I, I hadn't remembered them in years. But I remember growing up, I told you, I've been around horses and stuff and learned how to actually look at one and, and uh, the confirmation of a horse, you know, whether uh, if you're working with one in a pen or you're working in a pasture with one, you, you know, to look how he... Uh, uh, you, you know the length of his cannon bone, whether he's going to get sore or, or the length of his back, how he comes up, squares up in the chest, all kinds of things. How he comes into his tail, how he sets over his hocks. They teach you, I mean, I was taught that pretty young. And uh, how, how, you know, what you're looking for and how you're going to use the horse and, and you can kind of look at one and say, yeah, he's going to be good in a pen, this one will be good in a pasture, whatever. But I remember this horse... When I was a kid being bought, sorriest looking horse you'd ever want to see. Long hair, pot belly, ribs. Even though his pot belly uh, uh, kind of ribs were showing a little bit, you know, sunk in back there at the flanks and just uh, sorry looking. Long, that hair was just nasty. And I remember my daddy getting made fun of and embarrassed me. But we had this worming program we used, or he did. I just learned it, so <laughs> I, I learned it. He taught me it, but there was a six-day worming program he did, and he started feeding this different feed and hay and stuff, and all of a sudden that long hair started falling off. That pot belly kind of went away because them worms were gone. That horse started filling out, and, I, and all that confirmation, man, it was there. And six months later, people were asking, Who's, where's that horse? And he said, that's the same horse. Oh, bull. And I, he said, I'm telling you, that's the same horse. And I asked him one time, I said, and I'll never forget these words, how did you know? He said, and this is why these guys remind me what the resource center is doing. He said, son, sometimes you have to look past the ugly to see the potential. Sometimes you have to look past that ugly and see the potential. And, and, and I, I thought about that when, when what they were doing and how that actually pertains to us. It's just the potential God is putting in each and every person's life that's sitting in this room. Each and every person's life that's in Mays County. Again, it's their job to step into that. But it's our job to help them step into that. You understand where I'm coming from? That's why it's so important to be in unity. In one mind. 
Sometimes we just have to look past the ugly. We all have it. And see the potential God has put into us. And I just thought, I thank you guys for bringing that back to life to me. Really, I never thought as a young, young boy that, you know, that would pertain to what I do today. But I think that just stuck with me. And they made it alive to what it really means. Sometimes we just have to look past each other's differences, guys. And be in unity. Because the world is watching us. And when they see us in unity and love, they want part of that. They want that. We're going to be moving into 2024. And as we close out this year, we're going to look forward to it. You know, we're all looking forward to another year to come. But let's truly, truly commit to being better together as we talked so much about this year. Not forget what was taught to us this year. And let's look at the needs of others rather than our own needs and, and put aside any petty differences, guys, we may have and live in unity and live in peace with one another. Because God has incredible things that He wants to do in us and through us this next year. He does. But again, we have to step into that. We have to have one mind, one purpose, and we have to be willing to let Him. And that the purpose is always, the purpose that we have is always going to be Jesus Christ and spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. It always is going to be. And you may ask me, you may say, well, that, that, <laughs> that's all cool, but I really don't even have a relationship with Jesus Christ yet. To be in that unity. I was there one time. I was falling away. Heading down a bad path. <laughs> but praise be to the Lord God Almighty that He sent. And put an obstacle in my way. And today this may be your obstacle. I don't know. All eyes, every head bowed and all eyes closed, please. If you want to, we don't want to embarrass nobody, but we want people to know you know, that, that, that we want to be there for them, that to help them grow if they need to grow, to, to get something into their hands. We're not going to bug anybody or, or make anybody get up here on stage and do anything like that. But if you, if you want to know Jesus Christ right now, it's simple. The Bible says believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and you will be saved there's anybody like that today you can just raise your hand and put it right back down I got you brother alright thank you thank you for raising your hand thank you so much church we believe in what they're doing because each and everybody's been there before just like me we've all been there we've been, all been on that other side let's just let's, can we all pray together with these Father thank you so much just pray out loud with me here thank you Jesus we believe 
that you died on the cross for us. We just want you to come into our hearts and be our Lord and Savior. Our life is yours. Our life is yours, Lord. We love you. We glorify you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, thank you, guys. Father, I thank you so much for all these. Thank you, Lord, for this word. And I just pray, Father God, we can be better together and live in unity with you as the main purpose of our life. In Jesus' name, thank you. Amen. Hey, guys, we have...